Today is April 24th. The Yankees just finished off a sweep of the Cleveland Guardians. They win a close one. They win a comeback and they win a laugher. They did it all. They did it all. And we're going to talk about it all. Welcome to the show. Talking Yanks with old John Boyd. John Boyd and Jake. Recaps galore. Hello, and welcome to Talking Yanks, brought to you by SeatGeek. My name is Jimmy, his name is Jake, and in the corner, we got producer BBD, coming to you live from the DraftKings studios here, and it's the first sweep of the season. And like I said, this series had three kinds of wins. A close one, where you, you get the lead, you hang on to it, you get the save. A come-from-behind one where you get the walk-off win. And then, game three, you get the laugher, the blowout. That's beautiful. That's poetry. Jake, your thoughts on the poetry of it all. James, BBD, everyone live in the chat. What is going on? How about a little sweep in the boogie down Bronx? Uh, Awesome. A Cleveland Guardians team that in... Recent years kind of had the recipe that hurt the Yankees. A team that can really pitch really well, a couple timely hits, a guy that kills us for seemingly no reason. Hello, Josh Naylor. My goodness. I kind of um, like Josh Naylor. Oh, I love him, but he tortures us. I mean, that guy. Remember I mean, when they sat him in the playoff game and it was, the was only, it's like the one of the dumber decisions but to his, ever be like, decided? His hair, his smile, the, the fact he always wears pink for breast cancer. That guy's awesome and just always kills us. So you pencil that in. Normally, Jose Ramirez kills us. Shut him down all series. That's pretty badass. Um, and yeah, man, like like you're saying, all fronts. You know, you go into each game with a couple questions. And, you know, we kind of, we were tough on Garrett, his last couple starts. Because I, I think Cole's last start, it was like, okay, I, I need Garrett to be fixed and I need the offense to do something. And Garrett didn't get fixed and the offense did nothing. So, you come into certain games with different questions and... A lot of them, some of most of them got answered. They swept. They swept a solid baseball team at home. And kind of, we're going to sit here today. It's going to be a happy, excited episode. And kind of, when the Yankees hit, um, you know, they had the off day Monday after the Baltimore series. We kind of said, like, all right, we get it's early, but that really sucked. That sucked as much as it could. But now we said, okay, we think they're going to take spring training 2.0 is hopefully over. Hopefully they turn up the screws on something. We're seeing starting pitchers with pitch counts. Um, you know, Donaldson pimps that homer. There's a lot of good stuff. Yankee sweep, man. Let's go. Record day. A win on record day. Oh, my God. I did want to, I mean, I guess we can get into it when we get to game three. So I will, I'll pause it. Okay. I'm doing a lot of research on game three. Baby James's first time at the stadium. A lot of people saying maybe he brought good luck. Mm. Just Trevor Plouffe and my dad texted me at like the same exact time. Ooh. It was pretty bizarre. My dad, yeah. this baby is good luck. Mm. Trevor Plouffe, 
Baby James bringing the Yanks good luck. 255 and 248. So seven minutes apart. But I didn't check out my phone in those seven minute gaps. So I looked at two of the same exact tests. So seven minutes is how far apart you and baby James were born. Yes. Yeah. If you're doing in the minute scale. If you watch the tape. You're just doing the minute scale. You watch his tape and then your tape. It's like playing a song backwards on a on a disc player. Go into more about it. Don't be careful. I mean, we don't got to do much State of the Union stuff. Let's. Yeah. I think we just run into the first burn, which yeah. will get us into... I mean, there's a lot of good. This should be a, a fun episode because the awards, there's a lot of good. Uh, the games, there's a lot of good. Yeah. And then maybe we can rip through it quick enough that we can do like a what's next. Ooh. You know, sometimes when we have a shorter episode, we do a what's the next series because I'm, I'm ready. Mm. Put this in our rear view. Well, let's Soon. talk about it first, first. And we'll talk about the Guardian series in three. Yeah, well, Jake, do you want to burn the first game? Yeah, we probably should. These burns so? are the tops, man. Oh, yeah. These burns are... Oh. This burn... I had to reach pretty hard for that. This burn is brought to you by Tops. Tops is hosting a three-day virtual event this Friday, April 29th through Sunday, May 1st, called Tops Digicon 2022. We have, like, yeah. a handful of Tops enthusiasts yes. in this company. A genuine, this logo came on, and Lucas yeah. was just like, Tops Digicon, yes, it's here. And I was like, what? If Matty Mass's phone I was like, is the, open, the ad? he's on Tops. I was like, the ad is here? Because he, he's in the sales team. He's like, right. no, I'm excited for Tops Digicon. So I got to get in on this stuff. The free event will be held on their Tops Digicast Twitch channel and will feature special guests, live interviews, artist drawing sessions, giveaways, and more. Daily programming will run from 11.30 a.m. to 5 p.m., the event celebrates fandoms across sports and entertainment and puts a spotlight on Top's growing community of collectors who play their digital collectible apps like Top's Bunt and partake in Top's NFT content releases. Download the Top's Bunt app. Download Top's Bunt to get your Bunt Insider Pass now and be sure to tune into Top's Digicon 2022 kicking off 1130 a.m. Eastern Time on Friday, April 29th. Twitch.tv slash Top's Digicast. What happened in game one, Jake? It feels like it was so long ago. I barely even remember what happened. Tell me, please. It's a beautiful Friday night in the Bronx, and the captain, Morgan, and Jameson is flowing. Eli Morning, Morgan and the Guardians try to get their fourth straight win versus Jameson Tyone. Looking to build off his solid start. Bottom three, like wearing pajamas at a fancy restaurant. You're getting judged. Two-run homer for the big fella to put the pinstripers on top. Top four heavyweights only. Big Fran Neil Reyes. Solo shot to cut the lead in half. Jim, scratch that. Reverse it. Feeling hot, hot, hot. S-S-I-K-F-R-B-I. He continues his heater. By the way, that solo shot was all Jamo would give up. Five innings pitch, one earned run, and a win because my king, my king, continued to hold court. What a performance and even witness the final judgment day. A two-run, another two-homer game from Big Aaron Judge. Chapman with the save as the Yankees win 4-1 final. Yeah, I mean, Mike King's the big topic from this game. Steals a lo- the headlights from Tyone a lot. He might be getting a- an award, so I-, I I don't know. We might have to save that. 
As yeah, I, I think we say the blank statement of Mike's, Mike King had a very special performance. Three yeah. innings, eight Ks. Yeah. I, I would expect that to be spoken about further on in this episode. Okay. Uh, we did do a whole, like, uh, on the Yes app, we did, like, a whole segment just on how important how about it was. Us? And, then he, and then, you know, came out. Sorry about it. Anything about the, the lineup or coaching decisions here? There, there wasn't much to be done. Um, the pitching path was pretty simple. And then the lineup, they didn't. They they um they did a defensive replacement for Stan at the end, which is fine. So, uh, were there any crazy plays reviews? Like I, the, this game was just a game. So right? I mean, at anytime Aaron Judge hits two home runs in a game, that that's pretty good. Judge threw out Jimenez at third. That was pretty cool. It's always good seeing the big man rip one. Um, had a funny moment. Uh, was watching the game with Joe's today, and uh, Rizzo stretches out the double. And uh, when the right fielder turned and throw through, we were like, oh, boy, Rizzo is a meat from there. But we've been so spoiled watching Judge turn and throw from that corner. And like Mookie Betts, mm-hmm. not many guys can turn and fire from the Yankee right field corner on a line to second base. And Rizzo beat it out easily, which we've talked about Rizzo, not the fastest guy, kind of a fun base runner. But if it was Judge, Rizzo would have been out by five steps. Instead, Rizzo gets in there. So, yeah, it's always good seeing the big man work out the cannon. Uh, this was the first game we were on Joey Gallo watch, and he does nothing. Um, so that was tough. So I was getting a little, like, I wanted to text yes. Oh, yeah. Network. And say, hey, maybe stop showing Joey Gallo have mental breakdowns after every at-bat yeah. with super close zoom-ins. Yeah. Because that was my post-game recap after this game was, and I texted the Talking Yanks group chat in Invisible Ink, obviously, because this is a sensitive subject. Right. I said, I'm worried about Joey Gallo for Joey Gallo yeah. at this point. He's in it in a bad way, man. And there's, you know, A, he has, you know, his, what, he has Tourette's or he has, he has a, uh, I forget. He just has a condition where he labeled. gets facial tics. Right, he has facial, facial tics. tics. So there's, there's that with, you know, being in the worst slump of your career pretty much. And, like, again, we... You know, sometimes we see athletes and baseball players and, like, rich, awesome, cool. Like, Joey Gallo, this is his contract year. Like, he's worked his entire life to get to this. So, hey, hopefully this becomes a a blip and a silly story for the DVD of, like, oh, remember how bad that was? But, yeah, I mean, this guy's going through it in a bigger way than, like, any of us can imagine. Um, You know, his goal coming out of this season was probably to get, like, a $100 million contract, and now he's... He's wondering, like, what his baseball career looks like. So, um, pretty tough. Um, Tyone copied. I like when, you know, we talk about starting pitchers passing the baton. Tyone copied Seve's stat line. I think it was five innings pitch, seven hits. Tyone did something very interesting. I don't think Tyone's getting uh, an award. There's a lot of good. I don't think so, unfortunately. So, okay, I'll talk about it now. Yeah. Tyone's first start ever <clears throat> as a Yankee. Maybe in his career, I'd like to go back and see, okay. where he threw... A breaking ball. He threw his curveball more than his fastball. He's, I mean, last year he was like heavy, heavy fastball. It wasn't even, it was never, it was never close. That was like his only pitch for Uh, half the season. Every, like he had games where he threw 70% fastball, 60% fastball. Do we have it up here? I can do, I can show. Um, I don't know if you have that, BBD, or if it's worthwhile, but it, it is there. Like, and this was the first game, and we've seen his curve uh, really start to de- develop, and and him really pitch backwards and use the fastball as the strikeout pitch, and the curve and the slider as the 
uh, early pitch. So this was last year. So the red line is the fastball. That was always in each each dot is the game. The dominant pitch. For so him. the dominant pitch. And then if you go to this year, 2022, you can see it's barely, but it's yeah, it's more curveballs than fastballs. And the changeup jumped up a ton too, which last year he he tried to do the changeup. You can see some games it just d- didn't exist. It was it was like two or three uh, games. So something of note. Yeah, he really is starting to trust his secondary pitches. You can see he threw twenty two curveballs, twenty one fastballs, um, and let's see the home run came on the fastball. So just something of note from him. That's that's good step, I think. Yeah, and he's like he's like actually throwing kind of like five pitches: sinker, changeup, slider, four mm-hmm. seam curveball. I'm gonna assume the cutter says that seven percent, which that's probably it could be just a different fastball, four seam yeah, kind of something like but that. Yeah, I mean that's that's a hell of a pitch mix, and yeah. they're all uh and the changeup is you can see zero to righties, so his changeup is to lefties, um, and the curveball is a lot more to lefties than righties. So righties, he's really he goes with what they're labeling a slider. So uh, in this game, but anyway, yeah, I like Tyone. I like that he attacks his own. Yeah, yeah, not a lot of fear. It was kind of when he was having his tough time last year. That was also like part of the problem. But um, no, man, he's he's been great. It is funny. Like if if he were to get an award this episode, it would have been like the overshadowed award because like we're saying, a and the Nestor show, which is coming up in a second. Um, my king, follow him in this very game. <laughs> um, Tyone's getting overshadowed. You know, Sevy days were psyched for. Cold days were psyched for. Um, you know, Monty's kind of Monty is Monty. Like Tyone and a lot of other teams would be like, this guy's this guy's off to a really nice start to his year. Yeah, he didn't generate a lot of uh, swings and misses in this game at all. Six. Okay, but he's kind of not going for that. Not his game. Maybe he can rack up the Ks, but he's just getting. I feel you know, like he didn't get a he didn't get, he didn't get a lot of hard hits. You'll see you'll see him in at bats. You can kind of tell from his pitching a little bit that if there's a runner on second or something, you see him work for the K a little bit more. More, but yeah. to start the inning, he's just there. Go, I like it. Play ball, at a boy, at a boy. Chapman comes back, gets the save, two strikeouts, uh, one hit. The walk issues from Toronto and then Baltimore, it's two two outings away now, or is it three? One in Detroit? Was it two in Detroit? Three. I don't know, but it, it's good. always good to see a, a save situation and him come in and do the job. It's I mean, obviously, you know, it's where stats can't quantify everything. I mean, the three walks where Mike King saved him. Chapman technically has not given up an earned run this year <laughs> and, and is now eight appearances. So, you know, it's a little... Cha- it's a little Chapman effect both ways. I mean, his yeah. bad was so bad, but he's also naturally so good. Well, and Josh, J- Josh Naylor got the double, and that doesn't count. That doesn't count. He is, you know, I'm a big MLB The Show guy now, Jim. Huge, yeah. There should be a Josh Naylor rated 115 against the Yankees card. He's a different player. I was laughing in my seat today, like, Josh Naylor plays against other teams, and they're like, oh. You know what's bullshit? I'll, he kind of looks like a Red Sox. Oh, he's going to be. We know this. I don't want them. I know. I know. He's that, a Red Sox. That, Maybe this season. <sighs> like, that's not out of the realm. What's his contract? Dude, I don't want that. That'd be smart move by the Red Sox. 
I don't I don't want that. I don't want to go. Is Brasso a Red Sox yet? Did I promise that to the people? He's dressing like a Red Sox, but in Brewers uniform. Right. So the Brewers are have to give up on him at some point, and then he goes to the Red Sox. Okay. Uh, dude, they're not trading Naylor. He's have to. He's off to an awesome start this year. Yeah, but he's got four, this year and three more years. He'll get to Boston when he gets to Boston. He's gonna be in Boston. He's gonna be in Boston. Him and Brasso. They're going to be hitting 7 8, and they're going to torment our pitchers for a game. Ah, Cora gets suspended again, and Tito brings, goes back to finish his career in the Red Sox and brings Naylor with him. He's like, You'd like it there. You'd fit. Heavy. Wow. There's some fan fiction for you. Holy smokes. All right. Well, okay. let's go to game two. All right. Game two. There we go, Jacob. Game two. Burn, Jiggy Burn. Cal Quantrill on a tranquil Saturday day game for Cleveland as they would take on the man, the myth, the legend of Nestor Cortez Jr. Trying to win the series for the Yanks. Scoreless into the fifth, a.k.a. eight zeros on the scoreboard. There was just as many zeros in the bleachers. Until the Cheshire Cat, Yankee killer Josh Naylor nails a two-run homer, two-nothing Guardians. Uh, yeah, can I order the uh, Kiner Falefa? Sure, just be careful. It's hot. Another RBI for IKF. Higgy Smalls with the big sack fly. Big punch back inning by the Yanks to tie it up. Nestor only gave up one hit on the day. It was the homer. 6.18 Ks. Bottom seven, bring the rain, bring the rain. Josh Donaldson pimps one out to left to give the Yanks the lead. The Yanks' bullpen would hold, oh no. Chad Bro forgot to use his manscaped and got trimmed by the hedges. Two-run shot by Rose Rotation host Austin makes it four to three. Guardians, eh? Two outs, Class A in. Swinging a drive, it's over Quan's head. Yankees tie it up, and Glaber is walking it off so IKF can run. Not enough from Class A for the Guardians, and not enough Class A from the Yankees fans as bottles rain down on the field. Yanks win 5-4 final. BBD giggled out of line. What'd you giggle at, BBD? Uh, the ordering food, calling it an IKF and saying, be careful, it's Be careful, hot. it's hot. That I think good. that was the one that he giggled at. That was good. Um, and then, yeah, zeros on the scoreboard, zeros in the bleachers. I thought that was a little... It's good, that was, but it technically that was my, wasn't... That was Jakey techni- Brooklyn. Technically wasn't the bleachers, which is kind the of... The area in front of the bleachers, right? No, it was right field. It was the box seats. Oh, technically there. Yeah. Okay. Wild. Uh, hey... I have some stuff. I have some stuff to say, some stuff to admit, because we're an on pod. Okay. This was the first Saturday day game, because the first one was... Uh, no, this was the first Saturday, 1 o'clock start of the season. Yes. Uh, and say it. And I fell asleep on my couch while watching it, mm. and I was in heaven, man. Me and yeah. Katie and... Our, uh, we did, like, I brought our cousins, went their cousins to the park, had a day in the sun. It was, like, 72, and I was, like, hot. I was so tired. And then I was laying on the couch watching the game, and, man, what, 
Joe's McFly was complaining about Saturday night games last week. He's like, we got to stop Saturday night games, like Saturday day games. And this, I was with him. Nothing better than the sun's pouring through the window and you're laying on the couch and you feel like you're outside, but you're not watching a, watching a Saturday day game. I was in and out of sleep. Katie, my wife, was playing with our son on the, cou- on the floor while I was in and out, and she was kind of announcing for me. Mm. I think she was telling James, but so I saw all the big moments. Like, I even saw the walk-off hit, and I saw Kiner's hit, yeah. but in between, a, like, sleep, and then I didn't see the bleachers stuff at all. I woke up, I texted you. I was like, yeah. what's going on here? Like, what? Because I saw the chat, a group chat talking about it. So then I went back and watched it and made the breakdown and all that, but... I was so excited to take a little nap while I was watching baseball on a Saturday. Yeah, so I moved to a new apartment uh, like four weeks ago. And each weekend I've either, I had a wedding. Both moms were in town last weekend. We've been like watching extra dogs every week. I'm not sure what that's about. Shout out to Winslow, who's at home right now with Noodle and Jess. Um, so yeah, man, it was a weird moment because you're right. I heard Joe say the same thing in the office this week, and I was like, "Yeah, oh, Saturday day, eh, I don't, whatever." Um, Saturday 1 p.m. That's a that's an emotion in and of itself. Uh, and Joe's was trying to get me to go out to the game, and I was like, "I kind of want to. I kind of want to. It's nice out Saturday day game." Um, but I was also like, you know, we've been pretty busy lately. That it was like Saturday day game on the couch, like relax. Yeah. It's a different vibe. That's why I also thought it was funny that Paul Quant- uh, Quantrill. Cal-, Cal Quantrill's name, you can rearrange the letter to spell Tranquil. Mm-hmm. Mm. Two L's. That's the only problem. What's so that called? Tranquil. What? Anagram? Nailed it. Nailed it. 50-50 shot. You want to lose in Bananagrams, play against Katie. I don't. Okay. Then don't play. Sorry. Hey, man, just don't play against her then. What do you want to talk about from this game? Besides the big stuff that's coming up later. Um, I mean, individual performances might be coming up later. Right. Pinch hitting right. Glaber. Did you like that? Not starting him, pinch hitting him. You like all that? Um, I mean, Glaber's walk-off stats. I don't, again, I don't know if we're going to talk about that. Um, it was good to see Donaldson's at-bat start to pay off. He drew a couple walks. He hit pimps the homer. That was really cool. Uh, at the time, a home run to, you know, tie game, take the lead in the seventh inning. That was a big old homer. Um, Chad, unfortunately, we're probably going to be talking about him in a little bit. Um, dude, uh, Timmy Locastro, again, I don't know if it's an award, but he's falling into a nice being oh. our pinch runner guy. Like, yeah. n- now that I'm reliving it, and it sucks because we've had a lot of conversations about shortstop, but they use Tyler Wade as a pinch runner. And Tim Locastro, I mean... Again, Jim, I'm a huge MLB The Show guy now. Yeah, yeah, big time. And he's got 99 speed and 99 stolen bases. Foolish Baseball did that whole video on him. That, I think the Yankees see, hey, we have one bench roll for a pinch runner, and I think they went T-Lo over Tyler Wade. Like, I think that was their whole thought process. And he's been really good at it so far. So, um, I think that's something. Okay. Uh, Higgy a little lost at the plate. Um, couple ugly swings. He like struck out twice and one at bat because they they called a balk mm. and he struck out and the next pitch <laughs> struck him out that's, again. It's like, hey, come on, guys. Time. It's a bad time. Be cool about it. Um, 
I don't know. Are we? Do we need to say stuff about the fans in the stands? I feel like we've both gotten our opinions out there on Twitter, but a lot of people just listen to the podcast on the YouTube. And it's coming. Okay. Is it like an award though? Yeah. Okay. For sure it is. Okay. Interested. Lineup. They move DJ up. Like yes. you wanted. Yeah. Um, and then the rest kind of stay the same. They- yeah, they had Hicks in that sixth spot in front of Gallo. Gallo gets a base hit in this game. Good for you, JoJo. Um, I mean, did every starter have a hit except Judge and Stan? How about that? It's funny when you look at a box score that way. Um, yeah, man. I IKF stud seven of the last stud eight games. Judge Rizzo Stan two three four. They're falling like that. I'm giving them here's. I'm not. I'm not. Right. I'm not saying I agree with it still, right. but one hundred percent. Your your theory of the first two weeks were just extended spring training, one hundred percent. But they were also. I think trying to figure like I think I think that they wanted to see if DJ was DJ again or not DJ yes. again and not automatically give him yes. the leadoff spot. So they were testing out Donaldson there. And then he started struggling and he, I my guess is Trev tells us he's a pretty vocal guy when he doesn't like where he's hitting in the order or just doesn't feel it. He was probably like, dude, get me ahead of here. I don't want to lead off games while I'm struggling. So they tried Rizzo a couple times. They tried Hicks for a while, but then once DJ's hot, I think they're like, "Hey, this is easy." And you were on that, so and I, I, I do, I do hope that they found it now. Like DJ, DJ Judge, Rizzo, Stanton, Donaldson should be yeah. the next two weeks, unless injury or like crazy slump. But even then, like we'll see. Mm. What? <laughs> Sorry, uh, off day tomorrow, which is good. Yeah, it's a rest day. Baltimore does come into town. Um, which is going to be an interesting test after an off day. Are they? We know they treat Baltimore a little differently. Interested to see what they do. I mean, um, it's the only series they've lost this season is right. that Baltimore series, and and we're baseball fans, and we're you know on a roller coaster of emotion. So I was heated about the way in which they lost it. It'd and be by pretty the way, cool to say they haven't lost a series this season. Talking baseball, I've been. I was very tough on the Baltimore Orioles which is a little rude considering the division they're in and all that. Um, their pitching has actually been good this year. Um, like, eighth in starting pitching ERA. So, yeah, I know when we talk about looking forward a little bit, um, they should take that Baltimore series very seriously. And hopefully, hey, if you guys want to play by that old 2018 rule where if you win the first two, you can rest guys the last day before a road trip to Kansas City and Toronto, I would say, yes, I get that. I get that. Not judge, though. He's the whole thing. That's why you guys offered him $230 million. Yo, so the seats that I was sitting at, and we Yo. we sat at them last time. Uh, the, what is it, Jim Beam suite? Yeah. Which I like. I like those seats a lot. Um, remember the guy that was yelling behind us when we were there during Toronto? Yeah. Hmm. So yes. I think he sits in that section. Regular. So he was behind us again. He's hilarious. Because he yells the entire time. Yeah. Uh, loves Rizzo because he's Italian. Right, right. He, goes, he says that. You the th- know. By the way, my third burn got really Italian on me. It got away. I okay, so this guy's tan, really tan, skinny, older gentleman. 
But it's awesome because he just slips up on basic rules of baseball a lot. <laughs> and um, his ability to read a fly ball is uh, zero. Yeah. So at one point, the fielder's choice in game three, uh, with Hicks fielder's choice, that bloop, you know, the next batter up, he goes, hit a grand slam. And, uh, you know, me and the guy next to us like, no one's on, no one's on second. He doesn't care. No. He's like, I hit one anyway. He enjoys the game. Anyway, anyway, he hates Judge. Yeah. Hates Judge. Wild. Hates Judge. Wild. I've it, never seen it. I've never seen it. And uh, seen it reminds me of when um, me and my dad were at a, a game once, and this guy just hated Posada yeah. so much. And uh, my dad... My dad just kept saying, the next month, and here he is. And, my, and the guy was like having an aneurysm behind him. <laughs> this guy hates Judge. And every time he, before every pitch, he goes, 38 mil. Yeah, I bet. Yeah. Why don't you hit the ball? You're I, not cheetah. You're not cheetah, 38 mil. You're not cheetah. So if you want to go listen to that guy. Yeah. 320, he stands up. He can't sit. That dude can't, never sat for more than two seconds no, in his life. And he's definitely not taking out some of his home life at the stadium. <laughs> it does crack me up. Like Judge beloved everywhere. He hates, he it's ha- mind blowing. He hates Judge. Because you, you almost really get it judge. with a lot of players. Like if you really wanted to hate a lot of players, you can. You but can like, find your angle. Judge and DJ? I mean, Judge is like the guy. And it's he guy lays into him. It's the guy, wild. the guy that was there last Even, time that was keeping score. Remember, said hi to us. Yeah, he was there again. So we were like, oh hey hey hey. And then I was like, hey, this guy's yelling behind us again. Oh dude, what was it the last time? A guy was wearing a Bruins hat. Yeah, and he for real made him take it off. Yeah, you can't stand here with that hat on. But it went on for like take that cap off. Went on for went like on for a while. two or three at bats, screaming scary. at him. It was scary. Yeah. I didn't know what was happening. Like, we hadn't it, identified that he's a character yet. Like. Yeah. It was scary. Like, I gave a look. Do I need to get involved last time? That's what everyone was. Like, is this becoming a thing? Yeah. Anyway. I will say this. um, I found my favorite seats at the stadium today. I will say this. Holy shit. I don't mind what this guy does. It's it's kind of annoying because he's yelling and everyone here. But he doesn't doesn't go beyond a line. Right. He just... The worst thing he says is you're not Jita and and you're you're not worth 38 mil. Yeah, that's just an opinion. So I, I mean, I don't. I'm not like angry at this guy. It's a little annoying, but it's also hilarious. The uh, the Delta seats, they're that second level behind home plate. That's like better. Like TV and cameras are getting really good. Like that for me, I think is the best. What's just the gym beam, but one lower? Yeah. Well, it's like the press box angle. Yeah. Fancy. Zach and I sat there the ones last year. It was awesome. Yeah, it's my first time there. Joe's is like come true. I was like, I'd love to go. I've never been. He goes, you've been. He did say Now that. Joe's a super Italian, too. Yeah. And I was like, Joe's, I've never been here. And he goes, oh, all right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he did say I never sat there. He goes, you've been. <laughs> it's like, no, dude, I've never been there. You do have a bad memory. I do have a bad memory. Um, yeah, I mean, like, you know, a couple games I've turned up at before. But I was like, no, I've never been here. It's really nice. I saw a part of the stadium that I'd never been to today. Okay, stadium talk. I would have thought I'd been everywhere. Okay, where'd you go? Third base, a left field line. Okay. 200 level concourse or one main concourse, yeah, I guess. I walked, I walked through there today. There's a whole like cafeteria section. Yeah. I don't do left field. Yeah. 
So I'm behind home plate, first base side, right field bleachers. Yeah. If it's from home plate to Aaron Hicks, you know, center field, like the eye block, I don't really go. We did our event there, and that's the first time I ever sat over there. Ever since I was a little kid, I wonder why, like, why that is. Like, my dad just never bought – I've just never sat on – Oh, unless it's upper deck. I've done upper deck. I've up done there. upper deck up there. I think there's a lot of like group company tickets out that way. I was talking to a a, a kid on the train who was a big fan, and uh, I he was he was like, oh, I just buy the cheapest ticket in the house, and then he's like, I usually end up left field second deck because he's like, there's nobody ever there. So yeah, it's gotta I think like, day games. It's like sunnier over there too. Well, yeah, that like would that would make a lot section. of sense for why I'm not there. Yeah. If, if memory serves, I number one, one goal is I avoid got, the sun. Yeah, I, number like I two, one summer watch day the game. where it got sun beat down on me over there. Needed the sun to. But there's like a, really. it's like a cafeteria, like a mall, like food court yeah. thing. They're like all in one area. Yeah, so I went out, I walked over there to get baby James's certificate of first yeah. game. They give a certificate if it's a little kid's first game ever. Um, a win, and it's got a nice win. All right, let's let's move yeah. on. Burn game three. Nestor incredible. Nestor's incredible. What the hell? What the hell, man? Nestor's incredible. He is. Did you hear what he said about his body? He's like, underneath this body, there is an athlete. Yeah. <laughs> I hear that, man. Yeah. What? And a hard dick. Because he's Roman ready at all times. Oh, actually, we're, we're doing a new Roman thing. Talking about the swipes today, Jake. Oh, yes. Yes. The Roman swipes clinically proven to help you last longer in bed. Wow. Whether you're looking for gains at the gym or a better experience in the bedroom, there's never any shame in showing up for yourself and your health. So if you're dealing with PE, don't ignore the issues. Instead, face it on with Roman. Roman. PE treatments are safe, effective. Oh, premature ejaculation. So you just, you take out the wipe and you wipe your member? Yeah, clinically proven to help you last longer in bed. No prescription needed. Free two-day shipping. Go to GetRoman.com slash Yanks today. If approved, you'll get $10 off your first order. That's Rome, GetRomanReady.com slash Yanks. Guess it's like a, a donut for your bat? Yeah. But, a little bit. Yeah. But then you, well, you're just corking your bat? Kind of like you're just corking your you're bat. You're kind of cork. Because you get to use it. Yeah. yeah. It's not just for practice. If you want to do that, I guess you could, too. Ian Happ just homered. Um, Ian Happ homered? Yeah. Always Roman ready. Probably He's swiped ready. his dick before that homer. Nothing wrong with corking your bat if the pitcher doesn't know. Still let anyone <laughs> Everyone can know. That's fine. You can and that's know, Roman's no, whole thing. There's no stigma. There's here. no rules against corked bats. You can turn this, in this into league. a game. It's a corked bat league. It is a corked bat league, yeah. If you're not playing with a corked bat. Get Roman.com slash Yanks today. If you're approved, you get $10 off your first order. That's GetRoman.com slash Yanks. Burn number three. Are we ready? I think so. Bieber's left. No. No. Nope. Okay, here we go. On your mark. Get set. Burn. Jakey Burn. Yankees Holy going shit. for the sweep in the Bronx. Oh, I like that. The Guardians would throw out the story. Ellie special. Their CT Italian boy. Aaron Savali. Oh, yeah, his family makes those cannolis on the corner of First and Sanderson. Versus Garrett Cole Hahn, seeing if he can slip into a good start for the first time in 2022. Well, if you like cannolis, then I know you like meatballs. 
Tony Meatballs Rizzo with the two-run homer. DJ gets his Burt Kreischer on. The machine is back. 3-0 Yanks after the RBI double. Hicks the RBI ground out. Joey, stand up straight, babe. Get rid of that slump. RBI double for Gallo. Hey, hey, I know the legend of Nestor is fun, but I'm our ace. Garrett Cole, 6.2, 9K shutout. Little skip off the mound. Oh, I love it. DJ26 with a banger. Home run for DJ LeMayhew. And you know what? The speedy Guido on the bench, he's pretty good. <laughs> I like him too, said every Italian parent. Timmy Locastro, Homer. How about it? Cole to Wandy to Marinaccio. Holy cannoli. It's Italian Heritage Day at the stadium. And like any good Paisan boy's hair, it's a blowout. Yankees sweep the Guardians and win the final game. 10-2 final. How many Italian jokes did you have in there, man? Jim, it got out of control. It was all, all Italian jokes. I got lost. And you threw in the name Sanderson just for me. That was for you. I, I appreciate that. First and Sanderson. Um, um, yeah, I mean, end of the day. How many? Five, six Italian jokes in there? Let's see. <laughs> One, two. That's kind of a double. Uh, three. I mean, Lo Castro, Gallo. Five. So Gallo's actually, Gallo was an Italian joke. It was stand up straight, get rid of the slump. Oh, nice, 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 nice. So we're working on things. I had five Italian jokes. Five Italian jokes. Yeah, yeah. I like to apologize. What was, the blo- what was the blowout line? Uh, like any good Paisan boy's hair, it's a blowout. I have something, to, the, I have something to, to tell the other people. If you're a fan of Jakey's Burns, we've talked about this for two seasons now. We've never done yeah. it. Jake, are we going to publish them in just original, like, Sam's not correct. No, they're in their Jake language. Okay. And like so last, Sa- last week I didn't finish game three, like the last three sentences I did just off the top of my head. So those aren't in the book. Oh, I think we may be able to like use a different font and like an improv font. I th- oh, okay. Maybe. Like in brackets. Maybe invisible ink. I feel like that that's all the rave these days. If you're a little kid. I definitely think they should be in there, but it should be we'll a different way. Out. We'll figure it but out. But we are going to publish burn the burn book. And it, like it'll be the number one stocking stuff. Like, it, yeah. tell your wife or girlfriend or mom now, and they'll remember it. Yeah, come you you'll forget. And um, if you if you enjoy the burns, yeah, you are gonna get a fucking kick out of how they are written. It's a different language. Yeah, it kind of looks like Rosetta Stone. <laughs> yeah, buy one for Hagee. Oh my Just God. so he can understand your text messages now. Ooh, I might. I wonder if he's on Cameo. Have him read one. No. Just read this verbatim. That's, that's rude. That's not what Cameo I bet he can crush it. No, he's not. He just plays guitar in the style of the burn. Anyway. That'd be nice. Yanks sweep, man. They win getaway day. They sit Stanton, but you're okay with that. And I think whatever. I mean, it's a double rest day. Won the first two games. Won the, of the first series, two games. So and we're Stanton is low key, high key struggling. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's a good rest day. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. One, uh, obviously, Cole with a huge bounce back. Actually, yeah. now I think we skipped over a lot of performances. There's not that many awards to be able to fit all these in, but Cole with with a good bounce back performance. I didn't pour through the stats because I was right. I was at the game. At the final but game. Boone confirmed it kind of in his post game press conference, and so did someone else we were listening to. I think it was Cole himself. Where and I was looking through the pitch log, and the first couple innings he didn't 
he didn't generate all the swings and misses, and he didn't. He was throwing a lot of balls from just looking at the pitch log. Right. And he got a lot of in-play outs in those first couple innings. Uh, he did eventually rack up the strikeouts. But that was the thing in Detroit. It was like, you don't have to strike him out right here. Right. The Meadows with the bases loaded or, or you know, you can just like attempt to get an out in play. And it was like he didn't even think, he thought it was blitz. He didn't even think that was a possibility is what it felt like. Like there's there's value in throwing a really good pitch over the plate early on in the count to either get ahead or if you can induce weak contact. And uh, you're right. I think, you know, when we talk about Cole getting, like trying a little too hard for the strikeout, it's trying to throw three perfect pitches, like two curveballs out of the zone and a dot fastball. And if you end up missing those first two curveballs out of the zone, then you're down 2-0, you're in a hitter's count, you're going back to that fastball because you have otherworldly confidence in it because you should. You are an all-world pitcher. But if any major league hitter knows that Garrett Cole's fastball is coming, all these guys are used to 99 now. Um, that you just can't, if that's the situation, you're not going to beat dudes with that. So this was huge. Uh, and kind of like Jimmy said, we were at the stadium, so we couldn't, you know, through, track through, exactly what was dotting. Through but he three innings, got better as he went on. Through three innings, he had three strikeouts. That's when I noticed. And I was like, oh, he just finished the third. And the third inning... He had a, it was the bottom of the order. It was Hedges, Straw, Quan, or what is that in their order today? I don't remember. What's that? Hedges was hitting ninth, I believe. So it was 9 1 2. Yeah. And uh, it was a 10 pitch third. And it felt like through the first two, through the first two innings, he, he faced four batters both times. Uh, I think he threw a good amount of balls, and he was like, I can't let my pitch count get away from me. And he had 10 pitch, ground out, ground out, flied out. And that was when I, I took it into the stadium. I was like, yeah, dude, that's good. Good, 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 yeah. good, good. Um, and then J-Ram gets the single in the fourth, and Naylor grounds in the double play that Rizzo uh, turns. Not a, not a hard turn, but... And then, and then you're right. Then he started striking people out as he got a little more settled into the game. Yeah, three in a row after the double play. But, yeah, and I mean, hey, there was a lot of juice in the stadium. I mean, coming off the walk-off game and everything that happened after... Miles Straw being the leadoff hitter, first hitter of the game. Cole strikes him out. So there's there's good stuff there. And, you know, we're going to say a lot of nice stuff about Garrett Cole because we should be. Um, you know, it's also probably nice for Garrett Cole to be up 6 nothing in the fourth inning. Um, you know, that lets you twirl it a little easier, knowing you don't have to be perfect. And that's, again, something that somewhat can and can't be measured if blowout wins. And it's why we've begged for him so often. You know, to to finish today's game with, um, you know, Marinaccio. we go Wandy to Marinaccio. You know, with an off day tomorrow, we're going to be heading to Baltimore with you know, full open deck in the bullpen and and everything like that. So it's it's where things can really reset and set you up for sustained good baseball runs. Cole and I guess we're just talking about Cole right now. At least I am. He didn't throw the change up a lot today. And he really relied on the cutter, which is interesting that through the struggles, he didn't scrap the new pitch. Instead, he almost doubled down on it. He and was like, it. no, I I worked on this all offseason. I will master this pitch. Um, and I'm interested because in his first start, he was slider, was his two pitch. And in uh, 
his his last start against the Tigers, he he didn't throw the slider at all, really. I mean, he really only threw his fastball that game, and it was it was bad, and the changeup was up. So he really mixed it up. I wonder if this is the most he threw his changeup in this game. He threw... No, 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 no. He scrapped the changeup. He went four-seam, cutter, knuckle curve. Lex access there. I think that's the most he's thrown the knuckle curve. That's the one that... Because he always goes slide. He always goes slider more than that. I remember last year thinking like, why does he throw that more? Yeah, I, f- I feel like he took turns going slider or knuckle curve, like as a go-to pitch in that game. I don't know if it's something he sees or something he feels. Yeah, um, yeah, they they bounce back and forth. Good, uh, like good on Garrett. Um, you know, obviously tough on him, but he, you know, he wants that and deserves it to a degree. So, and like we talked about with spring training 2.0, it's why. It's why he was sad puppy dog after last start. Uh, last start was his first start of the year that he was like, I'm going to be Garrett Cole, Garrett Cole. And he wasn't. He was out before the second inning. So he, uh, you know, his his numbers can end up in a, you know, I saw BBD tweet it. If he goes out against Kansas City and has another Garrett Cole start, his numbers are kind of going to look like Garrett Cole. But he, let's do that first. I also like, get there. I like Boone took him out. I didn't let him finish the sixth. What was his pitch count? How many pitches did he throw today? Ninety-two. So decently high. Um, it's a, it's a strategy play there. You bring Wandy in to get the the one batter uh, because then Wandy doesn't have to pitch for all three the next inning right. if they like blow it out more or whatever. That's kind of something they the do. Yankees like that in the new rules, but also it got Cole a standing ovation. It was a pretty packed house today. It yeah. was the f- I'm so used to last year. When right. it was like empty, and then even yeah. when it was full capacity, it was empty. So showing up today, we went to a Sunday day game last year. It was pretty dead and empty. Yeah. It was very relaxed. So I texted you and Joe's like, "Hey, this is like energy here. Yeah. This is like a fun stadium." And I mean, hey, let's be, you know, when an opposing player calls it the most classless fan base in the world. When I was walking in, you know, there was a lot of conversations outside the stadium about that. And the energy was going to be there. I think 135 start helped out a little bit. I loved it. I think that extra 30 minutes lets everyone really get in there. Give me 640 I, and 135. I, I'm with you. Um, but but what, I'm, what I was saying is um, big ovation for Cole. Like the whole entire place standing. And, and, and then like really going at it till he was out of sight. And it made me feel good about, like, yeah, that's what... You get booed when you're bad in New York. But if you deliver, you're going to get that instantly. It's not like like you were saying with Gallo. It's not like a wavering period. There's no, <laughs> It's instant boos or instant whole stadium cheering for you. I remember Brian Bruni getting the whole entire stadium for him after, like, a two-inning hold back in 20, or 2009. So I, I thought that was cool. I like being part of that. He, uh, yeah, uh, there's... For me, my baseball traditionalist kind of always kicks in, unless it's a very close game. This was 8 nothing at this point. I, I wanted Garrett to get the 7. Um, you know, don't get me wrong. Like, I understand it. Because um, I, I think if he comes off the mound there, he still gets a good applause. But, um, yeah, that's just me and pitching and aces and, you know, want that next guy. But... You know, if he throws to one more batter and gives up a two-run homer, then I'm sitting here, sad puppy dog, like, well, maybe they should have gone to Wandy. So now I'm just shit-talking myself a little bit. How about that? Sucked for me. Yeah, it was brutal. Man, tough finish. 
Damn, man. Damn. 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 How's Alonzo doing? Is he having a good year? I love him. I'm, he I is, BBD? I saw he was off to a solid start. Okay. Let's check up. And this is Shea Station. Um, Just went to a website. I need oh, the other thing of note this game is Trevino catches call. So off to an okay start. Yeah. So, good. Loosey-goosey. Oh, oh shit. Is he going to, like, request him now? That's because the, they had a good game? That's the question. That'd be hilarious, dog. Yeah. Like Noodle. A hilarious dog. Yeah, I mean it's it's going to be a. I mean, we predicted that as a joke. A storyline, but I actually like it was like you, a, it was like a seventy. It. it was like a seventy percent joke. <laughs> you believe in it? Um, yeah, I, the catcher spot is going to be interesting to track. They still seem interchangeable. Trevino's been a little more fun and better to start the season. They love Higgy. Does Rortfett ever end up on the radar? I think their whole goal with the catching position is it's just straight interchangeable. But yeah, like if. Shimla. If Trevino comes out next start and Cole's really good again, yeah. That's going to be awesome. Yeah. DM. DM. Let's go to the second half of the show then, huh? Fine. It's called uh, Awards. It's brought to you by DraftKings. Mm. And uh, man, oh man, mm. Jake and I mm. have been riding the under. Because you ha- because we had to ride the under until they proved the over was going to hit. They hadn't proved it yet, but because we went to the game today, it was the over. That's our rule. We go, the over's going to hit. And what a great coincidence that was because you and I both believed in the over today. Yeah. And it hit. So I, you know, sprinkled that on the DraftKings Sportsbook app. One unit. Mm. Win a ton of money. Really? And you can do that, too. If you download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now, use promo code JOHNBOY. They also are having a thing where you can bet $5 and win $200 in free bets if your team wins their game. Major League Baseball. If your team wins their game. Promo code JOHNBOY, DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of Major League Baseball. 21-plus restrictions apply. MLB trademarks used with permission. See show notes for details. It cracks me up every time I read it, man. I, I, the audience probably doesn't even understand it, but that's so silly. Yep. Make sure the public knows you got our permission. That's ridiculous. Uh, who goes first? Sunday, so. Finish it. So. It changes. Midway through the year. Sometimes it doesn't. Sometimes it doesn't. Sometimes we get little doubleheaders to open yeah, up double the second half of the, yeah. Yeah, of some, the season this yeah. year. We get doubleheader co- open as There's a couple. There's, looked, there's, I was looking at the delay, map in there. There's some rain delay series that get yeah. 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 You get yeah. one yeah. game series. Well, I am so. closer to the Lord. As of now. Yeah, so I get to go first on Sundays. As of now. Yep, you're kind of on the outs as of now. with God. Yeah. <laughs> Pride of the Yankees, huh? Yes. My, 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 my pride of the uh, Yankees. Uh, you know what? I, I am going to go with a guy. This will be the first time I ever give him pride of the Yankees. Really? Yep. Kiner 
Falafa. Awesome. Good. Yeah. I am giving him pride of the Yankees. Tough start. We've been tough on him. We're not incredible, have not been believers. Doesn't mean I'm not going to admit I'm wrong if I'm wrong, and we're on path to being wrong. A long way to go, especially with the Yankees minor leaguers still coming up. But, man, uh, what a change and different feel from him. Like crazy. And want to know what? Him turning on that 100-mile-per-hour pitch with two strikes on him and a strikeout ends the game and turning on the 100-mile pitch from Class A, I'm not going to say, well, I'm going to say it. And it, but, I, but I understand it sounds silly and stupid. That single swing in that moment like changed my perception of him as a hitter. It's kind of like when you saw Trevor Plouffe go second deck at Yankee Stadium. Yes. And you were like, oh, shit, Trev. Right. Like, I, I knew you played, but right. I, I didn't know you went second deck at Yankee Stadium. You I, stood in the box versus Mariano Rivera. I didn't know you had that in you. And that's where, like, oh, Connor, I knew you could slap the ball around and get a bunch of singles and some hustle doubles down the lines and all that, but I was like, I didn't know you you were turning on two-strike, 100-mile-per-hour fastballs with the game on the line over the left fielder's head. Yeah. It was just, you know, say he slaps one down the line. It's awesome. He's still getting my pride of the Yankees, but it doesn't invoke. That's what you picture. You picture yeah. 102-mile-per-hour cutter. Down or, or even right. like or even turning on a curveball down the line. If you look at all his extra base hits from last year, a lot of them are just you know past the first baseman, past the third baseman, and then hustled to second. But so it, it still would have got my pride and still would have enjoyed it. But it invoked like a different sense of oh, you have that in you. Yeah, that I, that was really cool, mm. and I'm happy for him because I was worried. Comes back to the stadium. I was hoped that he he admitted he was it was nervous and he had to like remind himself I'm good at this game. So to do it and then perform, not only perform at the stadium, hit the game-tying uh, RBI with two strikes and then score the, the winning run and be like a part of that felt really good. Game-saving hit. I mean, yeah. you know, you slice it any way you want. Game-winning double off one of the tougher closers in baseball over the head of the left fielder. I mean, a couple feet away from being a home run. Rizzo, also the same earlier in the game. How about opposite field? Uh Kiner Falefa has been on an incredible stretch now since that first week of the season. Um, after today, I just clicked away to look at Pete Alonzo's numbers. It's talking yanks, Jake. Uh, he goes one for three Damn. today. He's in 300. Uh, he's hitting 300, a 333 on base. The defense has looked really solid. Um and he's like loving it. He's drinking it in because you know it, we've heard all the Jeter quotes, all, all the all the good stuff like that. Like there's there's a very real aspect to it. Almost uh, Joey Gallo right now living in fear of the crowd because he's in as, as bad of a slump as you can be in. Kiner Falefa is feeding off the Yankee Stadium crowd, um, riding a heater, game on the line. Um, awesome stretch for him. Keep it going, and I won't. I won't mention anyone uh, named Oswald or Oswaldo. Okay. Don't do it then. That's my pride of the Yankees. It's a good one. Did you think I was going to do that? I thought you should have done it last week, so it does feel, it it feels like healing a wound for me. Um, Last series. Oh, Sevy was my pride last week. I know, I know. And then he got, I can't have gotten a word from me later on saying. I'm an honest guy. I I go with my gut. 
Right, and Seve's just going to win your gut too many times. That was my only thing about it. Yeah, but Cole broke my heart. Seve's been in your gut. Cole broke my heart last week, and Seve repaired it instantly. Right. So right. he, like, made me proud. Yeah, I don't know I don't know if that's a proud necessarily. It is. I was very proud of him. I think it's more of a award where like, That's how you was, pitch, man. Let him put the ball in play. And now you're still proud of him. So it works out. I mean, he, that's what I'm saying. Like, I saved The story's it. full circle. He didn't have a, he didn't have a walk that's off oh, yeah, game-tying hit. The story's full circle. Um, so it's very beautiful. Um that's a good one. That's a good one. I think I would have taken him. Um, Who are you going to take now, Punk? I'm between two guys. It's actually a lot of options, which is a really good sign. Real a lot, of, and I didn't even. This is why we. I said knew I was taking Kiner, so I didn't. I don't know the other. There like, are genuinely one, two. I've got four guys that could easily win a Pride of the Yankees. Um, sometimes. Jim, I'm, I know I'm always making jokes, but I'm also... You are always making jokes. I'm never thinking. I'm never thinking. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Not thinking. I'm never thinking. When I'm doing that, there's one answer. It's Nestor Cortez Jr., man. I'm not thinking. I'm, I'm not never thinking. thinking. I'm never thinking. Nestor Cortez Jr., 6.1. Uh, Nestor. Two earned runs. And you're like, oh, okay. Uh, he only gave up one hit. It was the Naylor homer. Only gave up one hit. He had eight strikeouts. He similar line to Garrett Cole today, and we keep doing the, you know, it it was funny after the broadcast. It was the the first thing Jack Curry said, and there were some tweets about it. And you know, Nestor Cortez should get ready for the All Star game if he continues to look like this. Um, I mean, if there was another lefty pitcher than in his last one hundred and eight innings, seventeen starts, twenty five games. Had a two six five ERA. We'd be freaking out, freaking out, and and we kind of are starting to. I think Yankee fans, we love Nestor so much, from his antics and his you know the mustache and his hustle. How about you want to talk about pride of the Yankees? A pitcher diving to first. Where have we seen that? I, I mean, I love Garrett. Garrett's never doing that unless it's like a World Series game. And for Nestor, it was casual like, oh, got to make the play. Let me lay out going to first base, babe. Um, he's awesome to watch. Can I? I think Yankee fans, we've loved him so much that we've been scared to peacock because we're like, there's going to be a day when this goes away. And then other fan bases are going to be like mean to us. Like, oh, you guys thought Nestor was good? He's... <laughs> He's not good. He's fabulous, you know? He's not good. He's fabulous. He's not even doing a lot of the antics and gimmicks. He does funky One deliveries, but it's not crazy. One or two a game. He scripts them perfectly. It just is. A little, just a little leg jostle. He did kind of the Kershaw up and down. But it's it's like literally one or two pitches a game. Um... That play, when he dives to first, Riz, I haven't heard anyone give Rizzo credit. Rizzo realizes, oh, Nest, like he, like they have a moment of uh, simpatico or whatever you call yeah. it, where they like, where Rizzo's like, oh shit, yeah, he wants me to feed him because he's gonna make, he's gonna dive. You see Rizzo, like when you watch the play the first time, Rizzo like fucking uncorks that pretty hard to him. It's not a lob because if he lobbed it. He would have to dive, catch it mid-dive, yeah. and do it. Rizzo, like, does the mental math and just fires it at him. 
so he can catch it and then slide. Because I was kind of like, fuck. I was picturing, I was trying to picture, not a knock on Voight, but right. I was just trying to picture Voight, because remember Voight throws um, submarine, yeah. like uh, O'Day? And I was like, that would just fucking went into the first row. It's a different play. There's, um, there's definitely a couple times this year. What was it? One of these games started off with a, a foul pop-up to first base, and it was like, Rizzo made a nice play on it, and it's like, uh, I, I don't think that happens last year. I will say this, Jake, and I and I obviously I love Nestor and he's awesome. I, I I am excited to see him face this new version of Nestor face Boston, Toronto, Is a team a, a second time that he's okay. faced already. Because I there might be some like oh shit, that's not the guy our book was about. Okay, at this point, and I also want to see him. Sh- but have, I mean, he have, faced a lot of these teams last year, right? But he's like he's Toronto, different this Baltimore. year than last year, even. Yeah. Uh, in the same season, same guys. I, I'm just excited for it. I'm not doubting it. I just want to see it. Um, because he was throwing his four seam still like most last season, and um, that's not his most used pitch now. It's his cutter. I mean, we're seeing a lot of the Yankees guys. The cutter's kind of the pitch of the year so far for the Yankees. Savvy, Cole, Nestor. Yep. Cutter, Cutter's the pitch of the year. Yeah. And uh, he's really just like becoming a three-pitch pitcher with multiple different wind-ups. So, and then I want to see him have a bad game and then him bounce back. Got bad news for you. Not going to have one? Not this year. It's just not, yeah, it's not scheduled for him this year. Okay. I love it. Did you hear Boone's response to the dive? Boone's funny in his post games. He's very sneaky. And then, and then the, media, yeah. the media prints it without, like, the te- context. Yeah. Boone goes, oh, I yelled at him for not getting over the bag right away. Yeah. It's pretty pretty good. Because <laughs> <laughs> they asked Boone, like, do you get do you have to yell at him like, hey, don't do that again, though you might hurt yourself? He goes, nah, I was mad at him for not covering the bag right away. <laughs> the legend of Nestor. Yeah. He needs to grow. Booney. Let it rip, Booney. Have fun out there. Let it go. Let it go. Okay. Yeah. Nestor's your pride. Yeah. Sure is. Good pride by you. The next part of the show. You Yankee motherfucker. Uh, three game sweep. Like you said, multiple pride options. Mm. Only, only people that ruin the weekend. Mm. Those 20 or 30 fans. So those are my MFers. Really? Yep. I thought it was obvious. Can we double then? Yeah, we can double. Yeah, then it's a double. Yeah, I thought that was... Fuck that. uh, I was talking to Joe's and Jake about this, and I almost want to make a documentary, and it's non-Yankee fans will hate it, and be like, this is what the Bleacher Creatures and the Outfield and Yankee Stadium fans were about. And they did some messed up stuff and chanted some stuff you can't say anymore. They weren't throwing shit at players and just causing fights just to cause fights. Like, the bleacher creatures and the people back in the day were living and dying with every pitch. And now you go to games, and there's so many young adults that are working 9 to 5 for the first time or college kids that are going to these games and just only goal is to get drunk and, and cause a scene and get kicked out of the section or and then, and then brag about it and chant, fuck Altuve, when they're, like, a lot of times me and Joe's were there and it's like five guys just chanting it. It's like, what are you, t- like what? Yeah. You're not even watching the game or part of it. Or 
you know, throwing the ball back at Verdugo or when they had that organized attempt where they all threw tennis balls or balls on the field, like three years in a row now. It's like, hey, dude, the Yankee fans can get a bad rap because there's a lot of people there, like the guy we were talking about. Right. And we boo more than other teams boo. And we are quick to jump on our own guys. And I'm fine with all of that. Like, I think it's part of it. But something's getting lost here where I think these kids think they're doing like, they're like living up to the bleacher creature reputation, which it just wasn't that way. Those were the diehard fans that cared about the game. Yeah. And gave bleach, gave roll calls to uh, opposing players like ex Yankees that came back and did like the respectful stuff and like, you know, honored that like the respect of the game, even though they were also doing chants and getting in fights and being rowdy. But, and it, and I, I really don't understand the first beer that goes on the field and Mercado gets upset and it almost hits him. I don't understand how after that one, the section doesn't turn around and like judge and Stanton were doing and be like, yo, stop, stop. And how like 30 other people joined in and mob mentality kicked in and it's pathetic and sucks. And they ruined that win for, I mean, Glaber's standing there looking sad. And yeah, Straw climbed the fence and got in that guy's face because he was celebrating Quan getting hurt. I think he was saying, I hope you missed the rest of the season. Uh, I hope you're really injured, stuff like that. They also said he went at Tito and that was probably some fucked up shit too. And he climbed the fence again in his face. That was in left field. And Mercado and Quan both said it was one fan that they just, that took it too right. far. And they just were talking to that one fan. And I don't think that's, I think it, there's energy in the same. I don't think that's why 30 people all decided to throw. They hit an umpire in the back with a half full beer can. They almost hit Mercado in the face. He caught it before it hit him. They almost hit him while he was running, making the play. It's fucked up. It's a bad look. It's a really bad look. Yeah. Uh, I mean, not really much to argue with, only stuff to add there. And it's, you know, it's uh, as we've gotten further into podcasting and sports talk, you know, I, I've, I've been told you you tell, if you're making your side of an argument, you should also show the other side, but also kind of put the holes in it. It's kind of like debate 101. Uh, you know, the bleacher creatures, they don't have a perfect history. Um, and, uh, you know, media used to be a lot different that I'm sure if there was the kind of media there is now that some of the old stuff the Bleacher Creatures did would have seemed pretty messed up. That being said, throwing stuff on the field is, is never a yes. And, and you're right. It's, it's a small collective group, and that's where the herd part is, is freaking you out. But there's now groups of kids, you know, college age or whatever it is that go out to the Bleacher Creatures because you can be crazy. You can go nuts. Like, the rules aren't the same out there. We're some of the craziest fans in sports. And you can be that, but you also have to know the line of being a fan at a sport game. We're that guy like, that just beat up the A's fan and like poured beer in his head, and it's like, what are we doing? Yeah, that's that is not it. So uh, it sucks. Uh, it really sucks, especially you know think about where where we are. I mean, in a way, like me, Jim, BBD, Joe's, like we in a lot of ways represent Yankee fans. So, like, you know, our, our Twitter feed after that happens is, you know, calling us scumbags and everything like that. So that kind of stinks. I'll be honest with you. Wearing my Yankee jersey today, I look like, yeah, yeah, from the Sandlot. And it's just like, 
I don't know. You know, I, I heard a couple people outside the stadium today, and, you know, there was a young kind of college kid that, you know, he, he basically gave the, like, what's Miles Straw doing climbing that wall like that? And it's like, hey, that would, that would have been a meh look on Miles Straw if the next play, half of our right field didn't throw their beers on the field. <laughs> yeah. Like, you don't get to use the Miles Straw got in a fan's face argument when there's a bunch of beer cans thrown on the field at him and his teammates. So, unfortunately to me, when it's all thrown in the pot, whether you go to people still having, like, crazy COVID brain. Last year going to games, remember how many people we saw run on the field? Like, that's not a thing. <laughs> like, that's not a thing. Um, and now, between people throwing stuff on the field, and, you know, I think it was a good weather day game. Like you said, for us, it was the first relaxing Saturday game of the year. I heard Billy's before the game was nuts. <laughs> Guess who was, <laughs> a lot of those people were probably there having a good time. You know, not everyone. And I'm going to be at Billy's this year. I'll get there. You're getting there? I'll get there. But, uh, yeah, I mean, it, it just sucks. And I, I really don't think after everything we said, there's not another part of the argument that needs to be stated. Um, like, that's it. You shouldn't need Garrett Cole and Aaron Judge and Giancarlo Stanton to come out, Dude, Rizzo, is- to say, like, Hey, stop throwing stuff at the field at these players. People in the chat, like one guy just said, they don't throw beer at him if he doesn't climb the fence. They didn't throw beer at him. They threw beer at another player. Right. Wrong guy, completely different section of the stadium. One guy in left field, 30 guys in right field. Just stop. You're embarrassing yourself. Double down if you're defending this. Yeah. Stop. A lot of people saying bleacher creatures like in the seventies, but that wasn't it. Bleacher creatures are the fans from the nineties, like late eighties, nineties. I think that's no, it's really... it's 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 like ninety four. It's a group of people. It's Vinny and Quintina. Right. And it's like a they were. There's a book about them. It, yeah. it wasn't just whoever sat there. It was they were like a a people. Right. Yeah. Um, section thirty nine. What was the old TV show? Well, that was the Yes Ultimate Road Trip. Bald Vinny was on trip. the first uh-huh. season. He was the only one. Michelle Beadle hosted it. Does he still go to games? I feel like we used to see Bald Vinny. Well, he sells shirts outside the stadium. Right. I don't think he goes in and uh, I he, think. They had a right, falling out. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and now yeah. he's looking good. Yeah. You don't think he like throws on a hat and goes to the upper deck sometimes? He like rather famously has only been to like one game in the last four years. Yeah. I think he's got a For Facebook outfit. friends. We had him on talking Yanks once, right? Yeah. Yeah. And we met him a couple of times. Yeah. Say hi to him soon. Uh, All right. Next up. That works out. Regular old Brush your teeth after every meal. That's what I'm saying. Brush your teeth after every meal. He's oh, got lightheaded, dude. Yeah, you really let awards rip. You normally don't go. I just got... I didn't. You, I didn't you went re- for it. There. Well, you were singing, so I thought I had to go to the end of your song. That's got super lightheaded. Well, um, the first one. You yeah. Got options, dude. Like I'm not even like. Really. Yeah. I'm gonna go with the. 
Hello, Ace Freely Award. Can you say the name of the award one more time so I make sure I know what it is? Hello, Ace Freely, but I don't know how to pronounce his last name, so kind of. There might be some music fans that are mad at me. Ace Freely. Hello, Ace Freely Award. Is it Freely? Freely. I mean, I'm a little lost. I'm going to be honest with you, but I'll, I'll guess Mike King. No, you're wrong, dog. Damn. Have you ever heard of the band Hello? I don't think so. Well, have you ever heard of the band Kiss? Oh, sure have. Well, lead guitarist? Yes. Ace Freely? So hold Freely? on loosely. Yeah. Well, in 1975... Hello wrote a song uh, that was, uh, no, no, no. Hello and Ace Freely both had this song as a hit record for both of them. Okay. The New York Groove. Okay. So we have a guess now? I already guessed. I only get one guess. I was going to give you three. I'm back. Back in the New York Groove. DJ LaMahina. He's back. Yeah, man. He looks awesome. Yeah. Homer today. Homer. Two-run shot. Uh, five hits on the series. 455 batting average. 500 on base percentage. Three RBIs. He also had a double this weekend. Yeah, there was... Uh, but it was a weird one, right? It was the one that went off Mercado's glove. It's like a line drive right at him. Tough play. I was. T- I mean, he ripped it. It was me and. <laughs> it's a hard hit. Joe's. Joe's and I were having a nice. Shout out, my guy Joe's McFly. Always a good time. But he was like, he goes, you know what I miss? Just like the conversations that happen at baseball games. And I was like, yeah, those are great. And so we were having a conversation about basically how the strikeout has been too undervalued. Like there is something to putting the ball in play. Like, we got a little brainwashed by, like, double play balls and stuff like that. Like, it's not as significant, but... And then right as we were having that conversation, DJ hits a line drive to right that, again, a lot of outfielders probably catch. But because it was a ball in play, it had a chance for an alternate result. Contact ain't bad. The fifth game of the season. Yes. DJ LeMayhew... Gets a hit. Huge. Then he gets another hit. The game after that, two hits. Game after that, one hit. Game after that, one hit. Game after that, two hits. Game after that, one. 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 Game after that, two. He's on an 11-game hitting streak, Jake. Yep. It's comforting. These were some of the things we were saying in the PPPs that we needed. said DJ and Savvy would be the two biggest difference makers. If they look like DJ and Savvy... Then DJ is the biggest difference maker on offense from last year. Really change. And Sevy in the rotation. Sevy still has a long way to go to fully trust and understand it. DJ. The, the pitching as a whole is just doing crazy, yeah, crazy town stuff. I don't know how much more I need to see from DJ. Like last year he was injured. I know I, 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 I know he can have slumps and come back. Sure. But just to see like this is in him. He can lace balls to right field. He can have good at bats. So I'm, I'm, he's back. My head. Right now, it's more like he's back until he's not. There's no 
still more waiting for me. I've got an. It un- looks great. I've got a really unfortunate ricochet that's going to happen. All right. You know how when we bring up Glaber's numbers and we're like, "Hey, it's two hundred games now. Like, mm-hmm. it's, it's not a sample. Yeah, it's the evidence." DJ LeMahieu for two years, one hundred ninety-five games. He had a nine twenty-two OPS and hit three thirty-six. Yeah. And then last year, it just wasn't there. And we think it was a little juice balls. We'll see how much. The dude was hurt. And this was the converse, another good baseball conversation that was had in the stands today. By who? Joe's, myself, and Chris McFly. Oh, my God. Think about who DJ LeMahieu is. Like the ultimate competitor, thinking, right? Thinking. We're comparing him to Paul O'Neill, which in Yankee land is like... Uh, as like person, as his personality. Right, a competitor. but that, a yeah. competitor. Yeah. That's, it, that's exactly what I'm saying. He played on September 30th. DJ played on September 30th. He went uh, 0 for 3 that game. That was his last game, and then he was out with the sports hernia. Yeah. That was like three or four days away from the playoff game. So DJ LeMahieu... Mm. A guy that we would argue is one of the biggest competitors on the team. We've talked about how he wins all the games at the Yankees barbecue. He said, I couldn't play in the one game wild card. That's how hurt he was. He, and no, did, have you heard anyone say like, oh, DJ was soft for dipping on that game? No, because yeah. he's not. And he was Sports hurt. Hernia. Yeah. He was hurt. So yeah, man, hit him lead off. Let the offense run. His his uh, average exit velo is up from last year. His hard hit percentage is up from last year. His slugging percentage is way up. His uh, expected batting average is what is up. Uh, we're 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 back in the red bubbles on a savant page. Hard hit rate ninety five percent. Expected batting average ninety three. Uh, expected woba eighty six. These were all up from last year. His walk percentage is up from last year. His K percentage is up from last year. His barrel percentage is up from last year. Uh, his whiff percentage is down, actually, so he's swinging uh, and missing more. But when he's hitting it, it's good. Uh, sprint percentage is down. Shit. His tra- chase rate's down. So maybe he's just trying to swing himself back into the game, taking more swings than last year. He looks good. Three-hit day today from DJ. Go nuts, dude. To it. It's a good award. Thanks. It's the uh, Hello Ace Freely Award. That's good. I'm back. The rest of the song, don't even know if I like it or not. Sure. But that opening is amazing. Good award. Thanks, Jake. You're up now. You get to give an award. I'm giving out the Hello Ace Freely 2 award. <laughs> I don't know. What? Did I... That's what I had prepared coming in. Mm-mm-mm-mm. I swear on my... Look at this. If you, that's just a picture of your mom. <laughs> <laughs> Love you, mom. If you're going to GC here, you could go SS. I'm not. Okay. Little mustache. Yeah. <laughs> Got him. Yeah. <laughs> What's, did you guess? Who did he guess for my award? This is usually how Jake's brain works. Yes. I was so happy you didn't take him. Do you want me to actually tell Yeah, you who did he guess for my award? If I remember right, you guessed Nestor Cortez. 
No. I thought he guessed Tim LoCastro. One step back. You guys are missing it. It's my king. Oh, uh, hey, I, I think well, he... Well, the mustache I, I think, thing also got What me. is he back from? He's better than ever. He's new. Jim, can I explain my award? He's not back. It's not about that. So how does the Hello Ace freely tie I'd in? I'd love to tell you, All right, Jim. explain it. Michael King comes in to Friday night's game. Do you remember? I remember it. He follows Jameson Tyone. Five innings, one earned run. Nice start. I said I remember it. Nice start, dude. Here comes Mike King, who's been on a bit of a heater this year. I think we can all agree he's been on a bit of a heater this year. Okay, Turk. He comes in. He comes in. And he one-ups himself, basically. Three innings pitched. Eight strikeouts. Seven consecutive? Seven consecutive, one short of the Yankees' record for eight strikeouts. He was at 42 pitches, and there was one more inning in the game. There was a little Yankee debate. In hindsight, you send Chapman in for the three-run save, and Mike King had another incredible outing. Would have been fun to see him go for history? Yes, we just talked about this with Mickey Cabs a little bit. What was the history he would have made? Uh, the Yankees' record for most consecutive strikeouts by pitcher. No way Boone knows that at the time, but still, no. you, you use your closer. Well, like that's Right, but it's like, you know, that's a cool one to be in the Yankees' record book. Anyways, three innings. Eight it's a record no one would look up. Eight strikeouts. Yeah, but it's something you tell people at a bar. Like, Mike King would tell everyone. He's not at bars life. anymore. No, but he's golfing, and he's at yeah, the clubhouse at the golfing bar. golfing at the clubhouse. And he's, yeah. everyone would ask him about the eight strikeout day. I so know. maybe he didn't want that, and he yeah. told Boone, like, I want to re- be remembered for being an ace freely, you know? So that was kind of where I came up with the Frethley. Oh, it is. Jim, what made my king so impressive? I'll tell you. Tell me, please. Uh, getting all the outs. That was important. That was a big that was part a, of it. It was huge. Jimmy, he was getting the Cleveland hitters out with arguably his fourth best pitch. He was going hard changeup to, I believe, Jose Ramirez, a couple other batters. Mike King's fastball is special. We kind of saw that the first time he came up. That two-seamer with the run is like, whoa, that's a major league pitch. Now, he's using a four-seamer slash kind of cut fastball off of it that's giving him kind of two electric fastballs that you could come in on either either side of the plate. How much have we talked about the clue ball? And it's Corey Kluber's best gift to the Yankees, Mike King's clue ball, the change-ups, the curveball slider that we don't know how to quantify and how nasty it looks. Looks like a video game pitch. Awesome. He comes out with his change-up. Mike King has four pitches right now. If Nestor Cortez wasn't doing what he was doing, we'd be saying put Mike King in the rotation now. I was hot on Johnny Lasagna for some of the similar reasons because he had a full pitch arsenal. Then we looked at his minor league inning numbers, and I was like, oh, Johnny's never going to get a full chance to start because he's never pitched over 60 innings in a season. Michael King is a trained starting pitcher. I don't know if it's this year for the Yankees. I don't know if he just has this awesome, dynamic Chad Green role when Chad first came up and he was our multi-inning weapon. It's looking like that. Did you hear Boone's quote on it? But, like, if we're also talking, who knows where this season goes, whether it's trade pieces or injuries in the rotation, Mike King can be crazy valuable to this team in so many ways. Um, And, again, really good guy. 
Now, I got the Bo- Ace Freely shirt. Boone said there's there's no way. Like, yeah, he would. I I don't doubt his ability to start, but there's no way we can lose him from what he's doing, what right. he's providing us right now, which I do agree with. But if a pitcher goes down, I, I do think it's King's opportunity. You uh, it's easy for Boone to say that now. Yeah, when the whole rotation is pitching awesome, um, but yeah, when you've got a guy like that, and it's not. It's not a bullpen guy that you see, oh, he's got two wipeout pitches, and that's why he plays better in the bullpen. Like, all all four. All four. And you talk about moxie and confidence. Holy crap. He's just staring at hitters like you. Fills his own. You're about to have a horrible time. I like time. pitchers that throw strikes. He does his little hitch, locks the knee, gets the shoulders in. Pop. Bop. You're out. Can you look at the box score for game the game that Mike King pitched in? Do you happen to have Already that up? In it, yeah. Can you look at all the Cleveland's st- pitchers they used? I want to run some past okay. you. If you were a Cleveland podcaster right. and you were coming up with a nickname, I'd I'd like to oh I'd like God. to do like the bandits. I almost told you this going. They look in. like they feel like train robbers from the eighteen eighties, like uh, Jesse James. Like if you tell me that you know there was a bandit team of Eli Morgan, Logan Allen, Tanner Tully, and Connor Pickleton. I'd be like, yes. Tully and Pickleton. Those are going around Mississippi robbing everyone right now. They're robbing trains. Yeah. I, I Morgan could, Allen, Tully and Pilkleton. I what could, the fuck is that name? Pil, Pilkleton? Yeah. I couldn't. When I saw Tully, I was like, whoa. Pilkington. Pilkington. I, I have to research this. Tanner more. Tully. Tanner Connor Tully, Pilkington. That's off the map. Logan Allen, Eli Morgan, they're robbing There's people. a Kirk McCarty in the bullpen. I, when I saw some of the names that were coming out of this pen, I was like, whoa. Um, I think our guy might have got sent down uh, after one of those games, so we'll see him soon. But Angel, Angel De Los Santos, he joins the crew when they like do their Mexican robberies. Right, like here's you our... Know? Yeah. We go into a new foray. They met yeah. up with someone yeah. after the Louisiana Purchase. Yeah. Anthony Ghost, and they call him Goose, obviously. Ghost is Goose. Yeah. Who goes is Goose. Mm. What's your next word? Mm. What are you thinking about? I'm thinking about giving this one. Oh, there you are, Peter. It's an award I've given out from time to time. I have the soundbite for a reason. I really like this award. Yeah, can you make it louder? It's very quiet. Any guesses? If I had one guess, yeah, I would guess on two guys. <laughs> that's two guesses. But that some people would guesses. consider that two guesses. So that's why I didn't do it. Okay. I think, I think there's even a world. I'm gonna write down the two names, just in case. Jake's picked up his phone to write down two names. I think you should be going with the first one, but I think you're going to go with the second one. I think you're going to go Glaber Torres. No. It's Caracol. And why is it Caracol? Wrong again. It's Aaron Judge. Two homers. Bad award. <laughs> Three hard hit balls. Throws the dude out from right field. Yeah. Uh, what? Okay. What was that? Nothing. I wasn't really worried about Judge. Right. That's my, that's my only that's my but only this, qualm with but the But seeing this. That's my only qualm. No, but I'm, that's part of it. Right. It's like seeing him hit the homers and, and, and 
make plays, kind of did the, oh, oh yeah. Okay. Like, this is what I should be seeing all the time. It was weird that you didn't have that many homers or, you know, weren't doing this. And it's important that our number okay. two hitter and judge has good series. And there's going to be games where judge carries the offense. Right. So we got one. It's 10, 11 games deep into the season. Yeah. But it's kind of what he does. I think yeah. if you look back at most year-by-year game logs, I think like every year it's like six game of the year is his first homer. Yeah. And then like, event, like a week later he gets his first homer barrage, which is kind of people were exactly wor- what we've got. People were worried about him. I wasn't. No. But then I did see these games and the, okay. and the defense and the homers, and I was like, oh, I get why people were, because we hadn't seen it yet. Right. I knew it was coming, but it was just very comforting to see it. It okay. hadn't clicked. Yeah. I, will, I will say, I talked to my dad on the way home from here Friday, and he was worried about him. He's not doing, he hasn't done anything yet. And the numbers were not judging. Yeah. And that one game, he's back, like, better than, like, his numbers normally It was are. the whole Yankees offense conundrum. That mm-hmm. There was a lot of guys doing worse than judge, but I guess that's where I was a little surprised by the where, there you are, Peter, because you were firm on him, making it seem like you were with Peter, and then you showed your Peter and all that stuff, so... Um, no, I mean, two-homer game, like, that's uh, that's not something a lot of baseball players do, and we kind of shrug and are like, oh, all right, Judgy. And on the other side with the Yankees pitcher shutting down Jose Ramirez, who had been a trained Yankee killer of sorts, mm-hmm. uh, he just kind of kills everyone, if we're being honest. But he was really good against the Yankees, too. Not this <laughs> series. Um, you know, that was, a nice, that was a nice balance. Like, oh, we shut down the one guy that we wanted to shut down coming into the game, the one guy you circled, he hit two home runs against you. Yep. Sucks for you, dudes. Sucks for you, dudes. And I believe we didn't talk about Judge at all last step. Yeah. So that went into it a little bit. Yeah, and this is his first award of the year. Yeah. And, and he, there you go. Oh, there you are. Hadn't even gotten an award yet. Aaron Judge. Yeah. Tall. Told the fans, like, not cool. No. Hey, guys, stop. Ah, went to the Nets game. He was looking good at the Nets game. Dude, don't, I was kind of mad. I had like don't a Don't start doing the loser. No, 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 no. I kind of had a mad sad moment uh cuz we we went to one Nets game this year and Jimmy, I think I told you. I forget if it was JJR or whatever, but there's kind of like no rules. There's this under stadium like club bar place. Like their version of Legends. Kevin Durant. Kevin Durant walked through it mid-game. And everyone was like, what? And so the picture of Judge and Glaber was at that place. And I was like, damn, I kind of wish I was like a cool Nets fan. Because like in that environment, it would have literally been like, oh, what's up, guys? How you doing? And that would be cool because I like them. Okay. Good game today. No Licky in that picture? He goes to a lot of Wasn't that the sexy Nets game picture last year? Love him. He's like, I feel like it's always Litke and Glaber at those Nets games. Litke. Litke and Glaber. The Nets guy's on the team. <laughs> <laughs> last uh, person to receive, though, there you are, Peter Award. Gary last year against the Orioles. Mm. Oh, there you are, Peter. Missy mm. oh. Gary. Rufy. Oh. Um... 
James, I am going to give out, you know, creativity be damned. You're just going to give out, oh, there you are, Peter Award? Oh, there you are, Peter 2. No, uh, I'm going to give out the Rolled Ankle Award. Um, who were his two guesses for me? Cole or... What did I write? I wrote them down. Glaber. Cole or Glaber. I'm guessing you're going Glaber. It's Glaber Taurus, Jim. Because um, obviously there's some symbolism to rolling your ankle, kind of hobbling off to the start. Um, which Glaber was doing, you know, we've, we kind of, he's been lumped with Gallo and, you know, he's still, uh, still be barking for, for playing time a little bit, but I think, uh, you know, I think coming into today, I think it was three for his last six. Um, he puts a couple more hits on the board today, a little two for three, you know, Glaber is going to be in the rotation and playing and as different guys have hot and cold streaks. Um, you know, Hicks, Glaber, Gallo, you like you're you guys are gonna be earning your playing time. Um, so he's on a good track for that. And Jimmy, most importantly, Glaber Torres in the walk-offs. Coming into his at bat, he was tied for fourth in walk-offs since what was it, twenty eighteen? I thought he had the most since twenty eighteen. I thought it was I think he was tied for fourth, and I think this might have put him put him into first, but uh, yeah, I mean, it's one of those weird things that we're like, oh, Glaber, we've been so mentally down on him for a little bit that uh, the walk-off stat ends up being pretty fun. Um, so, hey, hopefully hopefully that gets him... Uh, Tied for fourth most since 2018. Yeah. Okay. Five yeah. career walk-off hits, now he has six. Yeah, a little scary thing for Glaber. He is uh, two for three as a pinch hitter this year with two RBIs. Yankees need like a bench a, bat. Yankees like a good pinch hitter. Doesn't help his value uh, in a trade if that's their eventual plan or anything like that. But if they're like, hey, this is the role he can play until there's an injury or a shakeup or another like slump, like uh, be careful. Happen to the Wade guy. Play yourself in. Void. Happen to Voight. Play yourself into a role. But. Yeah, two for three as a pinch hitter this year, and then his career as a pinch hitter. Wonder what those numbers are. Labor. <laughs> four for eight. Look at that. Five hundred with the one dot two four zero OPS. Dude loves to pinch hit. Yankees love a good pinch hitter. Um, That's weird. Very rare do you click on a guy's pinch hitting numbers, it's like Ian App and him, Mike Ford. Well, until until it was until that wore off, until they put him in that hole. <laughs> yeah, until they tried it. Uh, so yeah, hope hopefully uh, Glaber could get some good juju this season because at some point, you know, even if if Rizzo, DJ, IKF, Donaldson, if they if they all roll and have great years, awesome. But at some point, one of those guys goes on the fifteen day, and you'll need Glaber Torres for two weeks, and hopefully that's. When he gets that opportunity, he's ready to give two weeks. So comfortable at second base. Wow. Um, Walk uh, off. Walk off hit. Yes. And a good at bat. He was also a two strike. And uh, in that at bat, is it Classe? Is that how you say it? Yeah. Classe. 
Kiner smacked his fastball. So he went, I think he went uh, fastball and then four or three sliders, like 92, 93 in a row. And Glaber hit that too. So they, he got hit on both pitches, which I found interesting or of note or cool. They got them both ways. Got them both. All right. That's the show. Um, we did it. Let's see what else we got. Rizzo ends up having a fine series after uh, a nice little day today. Uh, Donaldson has only hit his at homer, but a bunch of walks, four walks. I think we can agree starting to look better, and Rizzo had a hit in each game and is a difference maker. He's great. Uh, Gallo, I guess we just just steered clear of Gallo watch. Um, Let's steer clear of Gallo watch again. I don't want to get into that combo. Yeah. I mean, he had... The left field stuff's bad. Two games with a hit. The double today. Felt good. That looked like a good... What you'd expect a good Joey Gallo double to look he like. Got the extra base hit and RBI thing off his off his shoulders. Yeah, his defense is kind of the worrying thing. Mm-hmm. He didn't it, do anything today, right? Um, he held, he held that runner at first on the potential double. No, there's just, man, the stadium chant and we want Gardner's hilarious, and I I, I yeah. don't fully endorse that. But, I mean, the Chad green ball, probably caught by Gardner. The ball over his head that he has to run to the wall. And then, obviously, a misread because he's not played left field that much. Right. And the Yankees have three right fielders. I guess that's why they're scared to put Judge over there. They don't want to make Judge look bad. They see how much it's t- twisting up Gallo. Yeah. In a short season, he's had... Maybe five or six misplays. Yeah, I mean, it's... Uh, a couple of them were very borderline, like that ball in Detroit that he tries to cut off and it just goes off the end of his glove. That was kind of a tough play. Like, I don't... I don't even remember that one. end of the day, that doesn't end up phasing me. And I, it, I mean, it's straight correlated to the hitting. Just, it's confidence. I don't think it is. I, th- I think I think it is. Well, I mean, he's, did you see the show? Oh, you were at the game too, or were you watching at home? Saturday day I game? Was at, I was watching from home. Did you see the shots of him talking yeah. about how he misread it? I think it's because he, he's not used to seeing the ball. in his head, dude. Spinning the wrong way. Yeah, no, I, I just think he hasn't played a lot of left field. I think if he was hitting... Dude's, I, I dude's having the worst time of his life. I think it's half connected. I'd love that, to see I one think, of those I think, I think it's two. Th- the batting's not there, and he's not comfortable in left field. Because last, I don't think last I, year I wasn't comfortable in left field. Last year, no, I we mean, didn't. He made that run, that running catch, but he also I, botched a couple. We didn't. Yeah, like Yeah, he had left. a couple plays, but it it didn't like. It we didn't, thought, it didn't it feel w- worse than Rizzo. Like, Rizzo had me uncomfortable last year. He had a couple of plays that were straight-up botch jobs. Yeah, and we were, I don't. And we I think it, you're misremembering. I think we were... We I were, remember us thinking it was, like, weird. We thought it was the same thing. We thought it was weird. We're like, this guy's... As Rizzo. Like, it, you know... We, but we trusted that, like, it was good. And Rizzo has bounced back this year and looked phenomenal, and Joey Yellow hasn't, hasn't, which I I see the argument you could put it in that bucket. I mean, I I think uh, 110%. It's, it's tied to going on on the other side of the ball but that is an opinion yeah i mean some of the routes are just like odd and then the way he was talking about it i was trying to read his lips he's just he's just he's just saying like i thought it was gonna go this way but it went that way so i don't what's he gonna say i'm in my head right now i misplayed a ball (laughs) 
Yeah, I know just tangibly like he took the wrong route to a ball. Yeah. I don't know. I think, and last year as well, he was he was charging balls that were going over his head. The, the weird drop in, in um, Boston. It's looked weird. But that was the crazy win game, right? Like, didn't someone else make a massive mistake that game? Like the Red Sox left fielder did too? That was, that no, was a crazy no, game. No, Bobby Dahlbeck dropped a ball in foul territory. And then Gary dropped a ball that was being And then there was like another him. play. So I guess I had, I, me- I, I remember had that, that play in, in Boston. Yeah. Where it was just like ball in front of them. Just kind and of then there's one when we were doing a live stream and we all like scream and die because he just missed it. Yeah. I don't know. It's been odd. Doesn't seem like he likes left field. I think he needs a couple hits. Well, he got a couple. I mean, what's he end up with the series here? Not good still. I mean, yeah, outside hits. of those hits was <laughs> tough at bat still. We'd love to see him get hot with the bat and find out if that fixes it. Yeah. 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 All right. Anything else? Tilo homered. Marwin gets in. Yeah. And the bench comes into play and, and gets hits. How about you, Tim Lo Castro? Yankee homer, Sterling, no call. Did you see Sterling on the IKF double against Class A? Sterling, like, did a call. He's like, yeah, this homer's never going to happen. So he does He does the home run call. For the double? What, I, it, what I, is it? Isaiah Aplaya. Isaiah Aplaya. Isaiah, yeah. Okay. I like it. He didn't have one for Tilo, and you could yeah, say he didn't have it last year either. You could say we could because I think he just ad libbed some of them, and you could hear that he was like leaving space to try and like find yeah, something. There, never there was a pause. Lo Castro, there was a pause. Oh. Uh, he had a homer. <laughs> Rizzo almost hit an opposite field homer. That was pretty cool. Um, maybe on a summer day that gets out. Uh, Who do we play next? Hicks, and then uh, I think one other dude who really deserves a shout out: Miguel Castro with another. Wipeout inning. Nine pitches, one strikeout. Everyone who's talked to us about Miguel Castro, whether they're a former Orioles or Mets fan, is like, yeah, just wait till he has the blow up. Um, like outside of when we sent him out for the second inning, has he had anything? I think his, his first inning Perfect. all year might be clear. Or is there one outside of that? I think he had one game where he sort of walked some guys. Yeah, he had a couple walks against Baltimore, but then he struck out the side. He got three strikeouts. So, yeah, everything outside of his second inning of work has been clean. So, potential Dallin rules like we talked about. Yeah, we'll see. See if they test the waters again or not. What you doing in my waters? So... You excited for the Orioles? You scared of the Orioles? Is that who's next? Yeah. So, it's the last three of the home stand... Um, and then they go on a little roadie. Kansas City and then at Toronto. Home versus Texas and two games set against Toronto. Okay. Let's keep winning series. Get hot. Get hot versus the O's. Put the league on watch, Jim. Sevy tomorrow versus the O's. Bring okay. it at home. Juiced up for it. That's not tomorrow's Tuesday. Rested bullpen. Cool. Fully rested bullpen. They didn't overextend the bullpen at all this season, this series. That was actually one of the best actors of it. We didn't really, we just said it. Starting pitchers are now stretched out. Yeah. Mike King gave two innings. Yeah. All right. Awesome. Thanks for tuning in. Appreciate you guys. Go Yanks. Tell them, Grams. Go Yankees. <laughs>